This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. Here's I got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Tuesday, 30 May, Year of Our Lord, 2023. Uh, today's the day, the next two days, we talked over the weekend about honoring our war dead that had given all in defense of this republic, in defense of our way of life, in defense of the American people. Um, in the next couple of days, we're going to decide what direction we're taking, and that's why we need everybody to the ramparts, 202-225-3121. Trust me, your voice is being heard. That's why you're seeing people that heretofore you wouldn't think be part of our coalition or just popping up everywhere. And I can tell you, we could book the show for the next three days, two days, with nothing but congressmen uh, that want to come on here and address this audience because they understand you're head of the creditors committee. As Congressman Bishop says, you have seen the, you got the receipts and you've seen the details. So we got a lot going on here. Uh, Brett and Barris going to hang with us. I want to bring in Russ Vaught. Uh, Russ, you've been the architect of this. Uh, over the weekend, you had not just great interviews, uh, particularly last night with uh, Congressman Gates as he was guest hosting over at Newsmax, but also on Twitter. Just walk us through. Give us a quick summary of the of the phoniness of this deal and why this deal is not just a joke, but it's a joke the way they're trying to sell it to, to like people are morons, which I think is what I think is as important as how bad the deal is. Russ. Yeah. So when you take every single one of the claims that they make, as you look into the bill, as you read the bill, you realize that they fall apart. Let me just give you one example that a lot of conservatives are excited about. They, they talk about this automatic continuing resolution to be able to say that we're going to never have shutdowns anymore and that you're going to have an extension of current law spending minus 1%. Well, I've never been a big fan of that anyways because it takes off your leverage out of the appropriations process and turns the entirety of the federal budget into an autopilot mandatory program. But put that aside. Let's assume you support it. It's not in the bill. They don't have an automatic continuing resolution. They're lying to members. And all they do is they have a small adjustment at the end of the year to the caps to go down 1%. But what's going to do? That, that's going to require defense hawks to force an omnibus bill. So you'll have more omnibus bills as a result of this if this thing passes. But the real the problem with it, Steve, is it's four trillion dollars that gets us to the duration of the Biden administration. There will be no more leverage points. It prejudges the entirety of the appropriations process. Once you're past a caps deal, that sets all the parameters. You don't have the ability to relitigate that during the appropriations process. It just doesn't happen. This is the real world that we live in. And then you look at the IRS funding. They want to say, well, you know, we defunded the first year's amount that the agency was planning on spending. But it was a lump sum, $80 billion. So when you take away $1.4 billion, they have the rest of that $80 billion to spend just as much this year to ramp up. It is a meaningless uh, 
concession that they got in this bill. So it doesn't actually cut spending. It, it, it at best freezes and I believe raises, increases spending year over year. So on every single one of these claims that they make, they are hollow. They fall apart upon study and reflection. Well, to talk about that, they, they're essentially, Dan Bishop was just here, they essentially lock in much, if not all, of uh, the COVID, you know, the, the 40% increase in, in, in government, does it not? And then they put the burden on the appropriations process. People said, oh, well, this is all a process. You've got to take it a bite at a time. The appropriate, if this is passed, the appropriations process is not going to be able to cut this, is it? No, no, no. Exactly. In terms of pre-COVID level was a cut to get us a, a, away from those highs and then you lock in a much lower level. This locks in for two years the COVID highs, effectively a freezes. Then they add some other spending on top that are outside the caps, which is why I say that actually increases spending. And then they have four years of meaningless cuts in terms of like they literally the caps that they have in the last four years are are easily to be waived. They are not statutory. They don't have an across the board cut that comes with them. And they've used those four cuts, and you've been great on Getter about this. They used those four caps to basically come up with a jerry-rigged cost estimate from the Congressional Budget Office to say that this thing will save $2 trillion. There's no chance on the planet that that's going to occur. So, you know, there are some that are up there saying, well, look, we just got to get by this and then we'll get to appropriations. It doesn't work that way. And if, if you, if you want to be spun, that's you can believe that it just doesn't work that way. When you have a caps deal that sets the floor and the ceiling, but then you have this automatic continuing resolution that I've already debunked. That's going to lose any leverage that you have to actually use the appropriations process to get riders and to constrain the woke and weaponized regime. Uh, I want to go one more time. These four year, the four out years for the caps are not real. They're ephemeral. <laughs> They're like an option, but the option right now has zero value. They're including that for the CBO 2.1 trillion. When you really do it, Dan Bishop says, Hey, I think you cut, they cut spending. I think the total cut is $20 billion. I think Dave Brett's saying 50 billion. And Dan doesn't think you even get the 20 billion. What say you, sir? Yeah. I don't know what the actual saving is over 10 years. They actually haven't had a real uh, cost estimate that comes forth that's not based on fake numbers and census of Congress numbers that they're putting in the out years. But this does nothing in terms of being able to cut the woke and weaponized bureaucracy that the American people have, have been suffering against. And that's really the fundamental problem. And then you take this to the end of the Biden tenure, and you're going to make it so that Joe Biden can run on fiscal responsibility with the backing of Kevin McCarthy. This is and it not being true. If it was true, maybe that might be something that in divided government's accomplishment. It's not true. And so this is just a disaster on every front. And I'm glad the mighty 20 are standing up and hopefully blocking this at rules later today. And I think you'll see as a lot of members that you never have thought about coming in and, and opposing this. And hopefully we get to the place where we can stop this. OK, let me go. The centrality, the central part of the first, which, you know, because of what you had walked the audience through, what you believe, what I believe, what this audience believes. We did not love the, the Freedom Caucus bill that finally got approved, but we were prepared to go along with it with what it had as a start. 
because it would had if we gave a debt ceiling limit of one point five trillion dollars or one year, whatever came first, and this put it because we would then be able to have a real conversation about how this is not going to stop. We gave them this opportunity; it's not going to stop, so it's got to stop now. That would be at the railhead of the general election for twenty twenty four. We would put debt, the increase in federal government, the we- uh, the woke and weaponized would be the centerpiece of the twenty twenty four presidential election. Of course, this is what the cartel never wants to have happen. They don't want the American people educated about this. So what are the, immediately they go to this two-year, no cap. They understand if they put a cap on it, they put a cap, they're going to talk for train, and they'll blow through the cap. They put no cap, and they put it into right after uh, the presidential election. So number one, you could have a, uh, a lame duck that gives an unlimited, or even takes the debt ceiling away. And President Trump, when he returns to office in January, is going to have an economy in full meltdown and very little room to maneuver because you're going to be at 36 or $37 trillion of debt. Russ, vote. How important is that giving them that second year, which clearly McCarthy and these guys had planned on the entire time, sir? This is a really important that you're making. When we talk about a $4 trillion debt limit increase, that's an estimate based on how current law spending is going about when you would what you, how much debt you would accrue between now and in in the moment the January after the election. But what happens if Joe Biden does another regulatory spending spree like he did with the student loan bailout? What happens then? That's going to be more than four trillion. So it's not a cap. It is literally you're suspending the debt limit for a period of time. And it allows the, the, the regime to spend as much as they want to with the authority that they have. And we know that they don't actually care what authority that they have. They do a student loan bailout and they just say, OK, courts, we'll see if you ever come back and, and, and slap our hands. But we're going to bet that you're not. So this is a, an incredibly flawed, both on policy and principle, but politically, it just creates it so that the, this government can get away with murder and the Republicans that you elected to be your sentinels have no ability whatsoever to, to, to constrain that, that government and that bureaucracy from being effective. Uh, the thing today is we got two. We got the rule. By the way, House Freedom Caucus is at noon. We're going to live stream it on Getter. Uh, then you've got the 3 o'clock Rules Committee, and then they've already said the votes are going to start uh, tomorrow afternoon. Walk me through it. How important is us to pull every vote possible? you know, 80 to 100, maybe even the majority of the conference, but at least get to 60 or 80 votes. How important is that to force McCarthy's hand to have to rely upon Democrats uh, to pass this, sir? It's important. And so, like, if you're thinking about what's the rationale for why you have House conservatives on rules, it is to defend the interests of House conservatives that were never represented, that were the backbenchers. And Kevin McCarthy is basically in this agreement saying, I'm getting rid of coalition government. I don't like it. It constrains me. I'm representing the cartel. And I'm going to be in coalition with Hakeem Jeffries. That's what it is. It says we're going to have a a coalition where my junior partner at the negotiating table is Hakeem Jeffries. That's what he's doing with this. And so it's really important for every House member that's opposed to this to get out there now and publicly say so, so that those three conservatives on the House Rules Committee can go and stop this on behalf of a sizable, if not a majority of their conference, and to call it out 
that what Kevin McCarthy is doing is running this House in concert with the Democrats. It's a very critical time right now. This was based on the power sharing agreement that was reached in January. And so those two or three can stop this if Kevin McCarthy lives by the terms of the power share agreement. And if he doesn't, he's ripping it up and people need to know he's ripping it up. Um, what is your what do you tell people? We've got to get as many people as possible. Walk me through what Russ vote. I know you're working with people. And by the way, we've seen many, many, many people come forward already with hard nose that you wouldn't actually think would be part of this coalition. So you're starting to see particularly young, ambitious congressmen right now that understand they want to have a future in in, uh, in MAGA. They want to have a future in America first. They want to have a future in the halls of power. They're coming up and some of their analysis is brilliant. I know you got to bounce for us, but give us some marching orders for this afternoon. What should this audience be doing? Keep calling your members, particularly if they're a Republican member. Call that member. Say, I don't wait for the vote. Stop studying the legislation. We know what's in the legislation. Come out, put a, twi- a, tw- a Twitter post, a public statement, a getter post, a truth post. Get it out there now so that the people, your colleagues know that there's a gathering movement opposed to this so that leadership knows, so that leadership can step back from the brink and say, we are not going to divide our Congress so that we can be in in unison with Team Jeffries. That is what leadership does. They do it now. They don't wait till a vote and then wait to the last minute and then just explain their vote. Leadership is now. Leadership is getting out there and helping us win the debate and the narrative we need those, and people are coming forward. They're sending direct messages to us. That's all fantastic. We will recirculate that. But the audience is vital to be able to get out there, not only to encourage yeah. them to vote the right way, but to beat back down the arguments. You are the ones that help us beat back the arguments. When they say, oh, my gosh, it cuts spending. No, it doesn't. Those are the, the, the criticalness of this audience. Uh, B-Force Multipliers. Russ Vote, uh, real quickly, how do people follow you, uh, particularly today and tomorrow? Where do they go? At Russ Vote on all of the channels and AmericaRenewing.com. We will continue to put material out there on this. Russ, thank you very much. Honored to have you on here. Um, Andy Biggs and and, um, Lauren Boebert will be in the 5 o'clock hour. Tomorrow we're going to have Nancy Mace. We're going to try to get Wesley Hunt, Corey Mills, others that are coming out and giving hard no's and detailed analysis of why those no's are so hard. Short commercial break. Back in a moment. We will fight till they're all gone. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. They have all- President Trump recently issued a warning from his home at Mar-a-Lago. And I want to quote this. Our currency is crashing and will soon no longer be the world standard, which will be the greatest defeat, frankly, in 200 years. End quote. He did that in the interview that I had with him a couple weeks ago at his home. Now, there are three reasons the central banks are dumping the U.S. dollar. Inflation, deficit spending, and our insurmountable national debt. The fact is there's one asset that has withstood famine, wars, and political and economic upheaval dating back to biblical times. That would be gold. Gold has been a hedge against chaos from time immemorial. And you can own it 
in a tax-sheltered retirement account with the help of Birch Gold. That's right. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k, maybe from a previous employer, into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't pay a penny out of pocket. Let me repeat that. You don't pay a penny out of pocket. Just text Bannon to 989898 for your free info kit. They'll hold your hand through the entire process. Let me repeat that. Birch Gold professionals will hold your hand through this entire process. Now think about this. When currencies fail, gold is a safe haven. It always has been. How much more time does the dollar actually have? Protect your savings with gold like I did. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers. Text Bannon to 989898. Get your free info kit on gold. Text again, Bannon, to 989898. Remember, the best part is you don't pay a penny out of pocket to get this information and start the process. Do it today. Take action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. Uh, Let me go. Dave Bratt, before you punch... Once again, walk me through the impact of this on the economy. Yeah, well, so more of the status quo living under COVID uh, budget, basically, with a whole new baseline, $2 trillion in government debt going on forever, reaching $50 trillion in 10 years, $50 trillion in debt around the next of your kids. So what's that mean for the economy? Well, just uh, under Ronald Reagan, to put things in context, we had 4 5 6% productivity growth. And therefore, four, five, six percent GDP economic growth. Today, we have because we've socialized everything under the sun, we have one percent productivity growth and therefore one percent GDP economic growth. The consequences of the difference between four or five percent GDP growth and one percent growth, I cannot tell you how what damage that is doing to the next generation, damage. our ability to pay off entitlements. We have just crashed our economy. This budget further crashes it and extends the fake carcass of a real economy. And all you see is the financialization. And just by the way, in closing, 10% of American people own 90% of the wealth of the financial assets that have gone up. The wage rates of you out there listening have gone down for 40 years straight. No, this is, by the way, Japan... Since uh, the asset bubble in the in the 80s, since the, the early 90s, for now, what, 30 years plus, yep. they've had what they call the lost decades. And this leads to the massive demographic problem they have, right? Young people, they, they can't get enough money together, they, no, late family formation, no kids. This is what it's going to lead to. Under 40 years old, the passage yep. of this bill condemns you to the lost decades economically. It's just no doubt about it. And not having a cap, you see how the cartel works. The Wall Street oligarchs, right, the big corporations, they don't mind spending this money, right, because they're not going to pay. The, the, the elite don't pay for this. They don't pay any taxes. They're not going to pay for this. This burden is going to come on, on you on, on uh, no wage increases, inflation, a death spiral for the economy. And I got to tell you, President Trump ought to be all over this because they, they, they mock it. CNN had an article about how it's taking away his biggest weapon starting in the, in the spring of next year. The whole original deal was to 
1.5 trillion, which we didn't want to do, but 1.5 trillion or one year, whatever came first. And that would put this square at the beginning of the general election and make it the centerpiece of that, of which Biden is not, it's indefensible. And when people, this is why the polling last week said that 60% of the American people only wanted a debt increase with, or more borrowing by the government with significant cuts in federal spending. 15% just said, hey, put it in default. So 75% of the people were with us, 45% of Democrats. This is what McCarthy has thrown away in order to have the uniparty continue to be able to have the Federal Reserve print money. Dave, Brad, how do people, uh, how do people get to you? How do they get to you on Getter? Yeah, uh, Brad, economics on Getter. <clears throat> what you'll find there is, is populist economics. If you look at all the charts, they're basically telling you one story. I've kept a pretty narrow set of variables uh, that all add up to one thing. The new populist economics uh, brought to you by uh, Stephen K. Bannon a decade prior. In uh, which, if we follow it, we'll save our country. Dave Brett, thank you very much, and thank you for hanging around. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Steve. Barris, thanks, brother. Barris, you're in the field right now, so you can't report the final. I know the final uh, results, but just of your sense, as you've gone through the weekend or polling people on this debt ceiling, where where did the where did where does your what do your numbers tell you? You know, it, what you just said, and I'm over here listening, what you just said from last week is probably going to be where it ends up. But Republicans hate it. There's about 13 percent of Republicans that say, just do it, just get it over with. The rest of them hate it. They can't stand it. And, you know, looking around in these different districts that we're asking, it's really not a surprise that at least 20 percent, Steve, of the Republican Party in each of these districts will tell us they flatly hate their congressman or woman in the case of Texas 12. It's a woman. They just... Democrats like their leaders. Republicans don't. And this debt ceiling deal is a big, ex- a perfect example of why that is. So the vast majority of the Republican Party, you know, three quarters of it wants to fight. Um, and and they felt that they had this ha- this one tool, the House, uh, that they could you know extract some concessions. And that did not happen. And so you're going to hear a lot of people, Steve, if you go out and you shake hands or talk to voters, you're going to hear a lot of people say, what happened to the House? I thought we were going to extract uh, a securing of the border. I thought we were going to do something about spending uh, money to Ukraine or something like that. You're going to hear them talk about that stuff and why we why we would see the party give away the goose without getting anything real for it. And then taking that issue off the table going into the presidential election is political malpractice. It's <laughs> why would you take away the bet one of the greatest wedges that you'll have to separate yourself from your opponent, especially when the voters have your back. And uh, you know more. Just real quick, a word on this this opportunity yeah, yeah, sure, Republicans sure. have with Hispanics. This is a big problem. Hispanics like fight. They like the fight, Steve. They don't, you know, many of them that have come over here, you know, like it or not, they came from countries where leaders just got reckless, out of control, and did not live up to the challenges of their own country. For many of them, they view America as really the last place to go. And, uh, uh, you know, I think there's some of the domestic native population that gets a little bit complacent and thinks we're just forever going to have a solid economy. And they don't view it that way, Steve. So it's important to keep that in mind. No, that's the future. That's that's our that's our uh, life. Yep. I want to go back one second for lose you. You saw this in the CNN. You're you're look like you're verifying it. You'll be out later uh, with your polling on, on this. 
that that is why it's so important for the cartel to take it out of the railhead of the 2024 yeah. election. They must take the cap off and they must push it. The game has always been to push it, to always kick it down the road after election because they don't want the low information voters to all start and start to wake up. This audience, you're the van, that's what I say, you're the vanguard of a, rev- a revolutionary movement, that you have the knowledge now, or you're getting access to the knowledge now, you can think it through for yourself, and you understand this is not sustainable. This is what the elites, this is how the elites have governed the country. They control the printing press of the Federal Reserve, they control the Uniparty, and you've seen it right here. We understand when your fellow countrymen get that information, they come to your side. They don't go to the other side, they come to your side. 60% in the CNN poll said no increase of to national debt unless there's significant budget cuts. 15% said just throw it into default. This thing is out of control. That's 75% of the American people had your back, including 45% Democrats. That is the one thing under any circumstance, they don't want that to be in 2024. This is why the centerpiece of the compromise that we made in the first was not all the marginality details. There were some important stuff that got in there. But the centerpiece is we're going to give you $1.5 trillion uh, debt ceiling increase and in a, a time frame. Whatever comes first, you hit that and or one year from now, whatever comes first, and then we get back into it. And they understand that's death to them. That, that is particularly in the presidential election. And here is what it is about. The big donors understand in the firestorm this would create next spring – <laughs> the firestorm would create all of a sudden you start talking about tax yes. increases. All of a sudden tax increases get on a thing. What McCarthy is doing is protecting the donor class. The donor class and that's an open secret. They don't want to have tax increases as part of the conversation coming in the twenty twenty four presidential election. And the point is Unless you start to have massive cuts to the Leviathan, you're going to have to increase taxes. You cannot just continue to print money. It's going to drive inflation. It's going to destroy productivity. It's going to put us where Japan is. It's going to, you're going to have 1% to 1.1%, 1.5% growth year after year after year. And that is going to condemn not just you for the ability to pay for all this stuff, but also people under 40 years old. This is why Japan has a demographic crisis right now, a true crisis, where they're in a death spiral. Then a death spiral because of decisions they made in the 80s and particularly the early 90s. And those decisions, very much are what the elite in this country are doing right now. And and they, they to them, devil catch the hindmost because you're not going to increase my taxes. You're not going to increase taxes on assets. And so what I'm going to do is just continue to have the, the like Dusty Johnson, if you're in South Dakota, you should be humiliated that your congressman got up there over the weekend and was like a naive uh, little kid uh, cheerleading with his pom-poms out, something that is such blatant lies. Barris, I'll let you finish. you, you got a minute before we got to go to break. This is why primaries are important too, folks. Uh, so I think it was Congressman Bratt who said it in the last segment, and oh, Dan Bishop uh, from North Carolina, that there are red states, red districts, ruby red. Uh, where they just don't get the same fight that Democrats get. That's a big part and has been for uh, years why the Republican Party is in this identity crisis, right? So there's only one one way to win that identity crisis or to end it, no matter who wins. And that's for one side to lose and the other side to win. You cannot go forward with this level uh, of differencing. It it can't be sustained. Somebody's going to have to you know, get dominant and put the party in, in a direction that the voters can believe in. No, 
This shows you the difference between MAGA and the Republican, the old Republican it Party. And, we've seen the, and what Dan Bishop said, there are many deep red districts that had these phonies, and you're going you're gonna to expose them all. The only thing that matters is how they vote. If they vote for this, there's no excuse of how they can try to cover this. And no investigations or anything else you're working on. This is everything because this is cutting out woke and weaponized. Uh, Barris, real quickly, how do people get to you? Best place is locals, peoplespundit.locals.com. And that poll, Steve, that's an R plus 30 district. And she's going to vote for this bill. So, uh, yeah, again, I mean, peoplespundit.locals.com. That's the central hub, folks. Uh, You can follow us over there. Uh, Richard, thank you very much. Short commercial break. We're going to try to hook up uh, Congressman Matt Rosendale next. Also, we got Carrie Lake. A little later, I think we're going to try to get Raheem tonight. Kind of ran out of time. Raheem had to get back to work. Uh, great article. Lead article in the National Pulse. Go over there right now. Great article on kind of a split between DeSantis and some of his advisors, spokesmen. Go check it out. Also, Grace and Captain Bannon have, what is it, the uh, sign up right now. You've got a whole raft of information that they're putting out about how to contact people. Go sign up right now. Get our email. Friends, it's hard to trust anything anymore. Our most important institutions are being systematically destroyed. Are you prepared for things to get worse? Because true freedom comes from self-reliance. And that means having emergency food on hand. Invest your food foundation with three-month emergency food kits from My Patriot Supply. That's a three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. These kits provide over 2,000 calories per day. For energy during tough times, get breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks. The food's delicious. Your whole family will love it. Order yours today and receive receive a free gravity-powered Alexa Pure Pro water filtration system valued at $279 as a bonus. Let me repeat that. You order today. You get a free gravity-powered Alexa Pure Pro water filtration system valued at $279 as a bonus. With this offer, you're securing food and purified water for the next crisis. Your three-month kit and free Alexa Pure Pro are all shipped to your doorstep in discreet boxes with free shipping included. Don't let this emergency food offer from My Patriot Supply pass. Action today. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. Get your order in. And your free gravity-powered Alexa Pure Pro water filtration system, valued at $279. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, uh, welcome back. We got a lot of work to get through. By the way, House Freedom Caucus press conference at noon. Uh, Mo and Grace, we're going to be streaming that live um, to the degree we work that out and do it. Also, um, 3 o'clock is going to be the rules We'll be all, all over that. Then tonight at 5 to 7, two more hours of this intensity. Andy Biggs first, Lauren Boebert uh, second. And then we've got a ton of other congressmen we're going to fit in in the 6 o'clock hour and then tomorrow. Uh, people that are coming out and saying what, what a – not just disaster, but the, the, they're trying to sit there and lie to your face. It's been a, you got Matt Rosendale, one of the mighty uh, – the, the – uh, the Magnificent Six. Uh, Congressman, uh, first off, folks in Montana over the weekend, where do they stand on this? Are, are they buying the hype? Or are they seeing the reality, sir? 
Well, there's a lot of people out there in the national media that are trying to use technical terms like non-defense discretionary and mandatory spending and use all their mirrors and tricks to say that we're actually going to save money with this debt ceiling bill. But you and I both know, Stephen, that they are not. And so I reduce it down to its most basic concepts. Okay, they're still going to fund the vast majority of the 87,000 IRS agents. They still are going to fund the student loan redistribution program. They still are going to fund probably close to one point two trillion dollars in Green New Deal subsidies for Democrat donors. And, And at the end of the day, the federal government will spend more money next year than they did this year. So whatever else you want to call it, with all your tricks and gimmicks, that is not a reduction in spending. That is not going to reduce the deficit. And on top of all of this, uh, they want to have a blank check, literal blank check until January of 2025 given to President Biden for the debt ceiling increase to whatever number that that has to go to. The people across Montana are not going to support that. This is an insult to the American people. It's an insult to the people across Montana. And that's why I call it the Fiscal Irresponsibility Act. Um, the no cap in the four trillion, the four trillion is probably the minimum, but with no cap, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what situation uh, Biden's gotten us into, particularly with the economy going to a recession, lower tax revenues. This could explode to five or six, seven trillion dollars, and you have no ability to stop it. Is that correct, Congressman? That is correct. And that's why, as you know, we worked really, really hard, uh, many of us in the House, and met with uh, several of the senators to make sure that we developed the original debt ceiling package that not only capped the debt ceiling at $1.5 trillion, but it also said, or March 31st, of uh, t- next year, 24, so that whichever came sooner, it gave us the ability to continue to claw back this out-of-control spending. Every time that we with, that we force one of these leverage points, Stephen, that's what happens. It gives us the ability to say, you know, we need to do something else to rein in this out-of-control federal government spending and, and return this money back to where it belongs, which is in people's pockets. You know, you're seeing the Nancy Maces, the Byron Donalds, the, the Wesley Hunts, the Corey Millses, people you wouldn't normally see uh, come to the barricades so quick. Look, they're great congressmen. They're also very ambitious people. They understand that this is a death knell uh, to the Republican Party if you if you vote for this. What is your recommendation to this audience, Congressman, who looks up for you as to you as someone that stood in the breach in the first week of, of uh, January, even to be able to get us the leverage we got? What's your recommendation to this audience? What do they need to do today? Thank you. Uh, uh, Pressure works. And we proved that the first week of January. And that's what set the table to bring us to where we are today. We need all of your listeners to put pressure on their elected representatives uh, to make sure that they do not support this piece of legislation. We have the ability to pass another bill. Uh, Rep. Andy Biggs brought it up. It would claw back the 87000 uh, the $80 billion from the IRS agents, and it would claw back the unspent COVID money. That would push us through, get another 30 days to allow Kevin McCarthy to go back in and, and make sure that we force the Senate to at least take up the legislation that we brought up. Put pressure on your representatives to vote this legislation down. This is not a compromise. 
It is a new piece of legislation that was developed by the White House and the leadership, and it's just a, a, a bad sandwich. By the way, uh, Chip Roy is out there talking about the uh, – he's on the Rules Committee. He's talking about the original deal they had and if there's a retrade. And, and Jake Sherman over Punchbowl just tweeted out, and I've put it up on uh, – Grace and Moa put it up on Getter for me, um, that this is the closest they've heard Roy talk about a potential motion to vacate if there's any retrading of, of what the original deal is. How can – the question audience has, how can – if we get 50, 60, 70, 80 votes, 90 votes, no – how can McCarthy legitimately govern if he's got to depend upon Hakeem Jeffries to give him 100 votes, sir? That, that, that just goes to show how illegitimate this legislation is. If, if the Republican leader, if the Speaker of the House has to go to the Democrats to generate that kind of uh, votes to push this through, clearly it's not legislation that the American people want to see. You, you have uh, quoted the polls yourself. 60, almost 70 percent of the American public says there should not be a debt ceiling increase without substantial cuts in spending. And and the bottom line, I'm telling you, the bottom line is this doesn't produce reductions in spending. Next year, if you look at total government spending, the federal government, based upon this plan, will spend more than it spends this year. You can call it non-discretionary uh, uh, spending. You can call it mandatory. You can call it whatever you want to. The bottom line they will spend more money. And, and so we have to get those cuts in place. And there's a very fertile field for us to go to. We have proven that. We, we gave the examples of that. We sent that legislation forward to the United States Senate. Take up our bill. By the way, if, last thing before you go, let you go is that if this, if we kept to the one year, if we kept to the one year and this was at the beginning of the presidential general election, how powerful an instrument would that be for us to educate the entire country? We saw just in the limited amount we had with the mainstream media against you, 60% of the American people with another 15% that said defaults of 75% of the American people plus 45% Democrats. If you had this in a general election at the beginning in May of 2024, after they blown through another trillion and a half dollars in the way that they did it, right? What you would have is a national referendum, an up or down vote on this, on funding the Leviathan from the Federal Reserve, the entire thing, and the American people would vote down not just the radical Democrats, but the Uniparty. Isn't that the beating heart of what they've done here? And they understand they're afraid of the voters, and they're afraid particularly of the voters getting real information. Congressman Rosendale. You are spot on, and that's why I have tried to construct this as a multi-step process since the very beginning so that we could fund the uh, debt ceiling just to get beyond the appropriations package. Then you develop the appropriations package, which actually sets the real level of spending for next year. At that time, you can take up the debt ceiling argument again and push it out for another six months. The, the, the more steps that we put inside of this process, Steve, the more people can be held accountable and the more opportunities we have to call claw back the out-of-control spending. And if we have to address the debt ceiling again during the presidential year, presidential election year, I'm excited about that because I've told many yes. people our, we are on the right side of the, these arguments and the American people will support us. 100%. Uh, Congressman, how do people get to you today and tomorrow more than ever because it's going to be pretty intense and pretty heated. 
at Rep Rosendale. You can get to me, Twitter, Gitter, uh, Facebook, at Rep Rosendale. We love to have your feedback. Please continue to reach out to your elected representatives to make sure that you put pressure on them to vote against this fiscal irresponsibility plan. Congressman, thank you. Honored to have you on here. Thanks for taking time today. Thank you so much. Uh, 202-225-3121. Make sure that your voice is heard in, in this fight. You're going to peel off some votes because, hey, if you vote for this, you should be and must be primary. I hate to be so blunt about it. If you vote for this, and quite frankly, Montana, we're waiting for Commander Zinke's office to contact us for him to come on and talk about his no vote. Folks in Montana are adamant about this. This is it's just like in South Dakota. South Dakota you should be calling Rusty Johnson's office and go or Dusty Johnson's office and say, brother, how can you sit out there and just blatantly lie and treat me like a moron? Even if you're going to vote for this thing, don't treat me like an idiot. I'm not an idiot. So stop treating me like an idiot. This is one that exposes all the cards. You're seeing who is really for MAGA. You're seeing who is uh, for America first. This is a death spiral because there's no cap on this. This gets voted through with the economy slowing down and with the current tax structure we have, which is not going to change. It's not going to change because the Democrats really don't want to change it. It's it's all the top 100, 200, Forbes 400. You, how many people do you think support MAGA in that crowd? Uh, not many. Maybe onesies, twosies, and I don't think you got that. So they're not going to increase the, the taxes on the wealthy. They're not going to go where the money is. And even they don't have enough money to pay for this debacle. But they're not going to go there. They're not going to do that. That means this thing could be $4 trillion, $5 trillion, $6 trillion or more. It doesn't matter what it is. You have no control over it because they took the caps off. It also, they understand and they understand the power of the American people understanding this, a way the economy works, a way the Leviathan funds itself. They saw those CNN numbers. That panicked them. They must take the decisions, just like they passed the omnibus and didn't let us get to appropriations for this year, which we could have shut everything down, the woke and weaponized. You could have defunded the FBI, defunded the DOJ. All of that is funded in this, 1,000%. They have taken away all the power from the American people, and they know that. And that's why you have to, we have to identify who is with us and who's against us. And you can't be with us on talk, and you can't be with us on other projects invested. That's all fine. That stuff's all good, but this is the heart of it. This is the way the cartel works. This is the way the apparatus works. This is the way the uniparty works. And unless it's stopped now, it's going to destroy the economy. You're going to have $36, $37, 38000000000000 trillion dollars in debt, over a trillion dollars interest payments, and continuing inflation, continuing decreases in real wages, decreases in productivity, lost decades, not decade, decades. That's what you got coming, lost decades. Okay, you need to take, here in the Self-Reliance Network, you need to take as many things off your plate as possible because you got a lot of work to do. I understand that. Make sure you go to Home Title Lock, check it out today, totally free, just go check it out and find out, don't let... The cyber criminals take and get take a second mortgage out on your house in the dead of night, and all of a sudden you got a bank coming for you and say, "Hey, you got two hundred fifty thousand dollar mortgage. When are you going to pay it at these high interest rates?" You go, "What? I didn't get any two hundred fifty thousand dollars of cash. The, my home equity is my anchor to windward. That's what's saving me in this economy. I ain't doing that. 
Well, somebody could do it, and you end up paying for it. you got to go check out HomeTitleLock.com. Go check it out now. If you like the product, use uh, promo code BANDY to get 10% off. But first and foremost, go see your – remember, more than ever, particularly now, you're an enemy combatant. So you got to understand, they're coming for you. They're coming for all the American people. Go check it out today. Okay, we've got Carrie Lake, big development in Arizona. There's so much on the show we had scheduled, try to get to. We couldn't. We're going to try to fit that in in some here and there in the evening shows. But clearly, uh, to, to this afternoon, tonight, we're going to be up on Getter. Charlie Kirk follows us. Charlie Kirk's going to be coming after the neocons. Jack Posobiec's new show at 2 p.m. premieres here on Real America's Voice. I will actually be on that. Uh, so we got a lot going on. Back 5 to 7 tonight, we have Andy Biggs with his strategy. Lauren Boebert, hopefully be in the house. we got a lot going on. It's intense, and it should be intense. You're the vanguard of a revolutionary movement. It's called common sense. We're not prepared. We're, we want to honor those that gave the ultimate sacrifice, and we honored this weekend. The way you do it is get to work today. Man the ramparts. Short commercial break. Back in the war with Carrie Lake in just a moment. In my younger days, I was a naval officer on a destroyer. In fact, I was the A-gang officer in charge of all the engineering systems that were not main propulsion. And one of those was air purification. And I can tell you, the standards of the United States Navy are second to none. If all home air purifiers are the same, why did the U.S. Department of Defense select EnviroCleanse to protect and purify the air on board our Navy ships. Because of Viracleanse, advanced mineral technology goes beyond ordinary HEPA filters to destroy airborne illness-causing cold and flu viruses, including COVID. And Viracleanse is the new science in air purification. And now you can order one for your home. This is how you help stop colds and flus from taking your whole family down. This is how you destroy allergy and flaming toxins and mold from the air your family breathes. In fact, this hospital-grade technology is so powerful that it promises far fewer colds and allergies and better sleep. Visit ekpure.com. That's ekpure.com. And use the code STEVE for 10% off your EnviroCleanse home purification unit. You also receive a free air quality monitor, plus fast, free shipping. That's $150 savings right there. That's ekpure.com, code Steve. ekpure.com, code Steve. I'm Steve Stern, CEO of Flagshirt.com, a third-generation, veteran-owned small business. I believe that the American way of life is for all of us. I'm asking you today to visit flagshirt.com. Help keep the American dream alive. Be a flag waver. Carry a nation's heritage. Use coupon code ACTION10 for 10% off site-wide and buy a flag shirt today. Action, action, action. Trump versus DeSantis on taxes. In Congress, Ron DeSantis pushed a 23% national sales tax, where the middle class pays more. 90% of families would get a tax hike if DeSantis replaced the current system. President Trump cut taxes a lot, lowering tax rates for everyone. Trump cut taxes. DeSantis tried to raise them. Ron DeSantis, wrong on tax hikes, just not ready. Make America Great Again, Inc. is responsible for the content of this advertising.
Okay, welcome back. Uh, we got a lot of work to get to. Charlie Kirk is going to follow us next. Basobic's new shows at 2. We're going to live stream the uh, House Freedom Caucus presser outside the Capitol at noon. Many of your heroes will be there. Uh, we've got uh, Andy Biggs tonight, Lauren Boebert tonight. We're going to have Nancy Mace and Anna Polina Luna tomorrow morning and many, many others. Uh, people are manning the ramparts here. Numbers 202-225-3121. Your knowledge and, uh, and, and voice and being a force multiplier has made a massive difference. Don't think it hasn't. That's, this, is a, this is a knife fight right now. So uh, Rules Committee at 3 o'clock, that is Ralph Norman, Chip Roy, and Tom Massey. Uh, if you want to give Congressman Massey a call, he's a little idiosyncratic. You give him, give his office a call and say, "Hey, we love Congressman Massey, but here's what we here's our strongest recommendation on rules: kill this thing now. Go ahead and do it. He'll take your call. His office will take your call." Carrie Lake, Carrie, shocking with everything going on in this. One of the most shocking things of the week in this video coming out of Arizona. Tell me exactly what you got. Why hasn't it been in the other cases? And what are you going to do with it, ma'am? Well, the video shows uh, Maricopa County uh, breaking the seals on the tabulator machines and basically reprogramming them. Uh, There's no observers there. There's no Republican and Democrat observers and no lawyers there. They're breaking into the machines, reprogramming them so that they would fail on Election Day. And this is what you're seeing here. Now, we did try to bring this in when we were just in court. We we uh, told the judge, hey, look, we got we got this new information that we did not have in the last trial because Maricopa County dragged their feet and wouldn't give us the system log files. We finally got it and we started to sift through that information with our experts. They said, wait a minute. Did you see this over three days after they did their official dog and pony show where they certified and tested the machines? Over a three-day period, October 14th, 17th, and 18th, they went in and reprogrammed these machines so that they would fail. They tested them. They found it. They found out that about 60% of them would fail. They knew that going into election day. They used those on election day. They put the failing machines in Republican areas. We did ask the judge to bring this forward. He refused, but we're going to continue to push this. What they didn't count on, Steve, is that we were recording their 24-hour cameras. Yes, they have these 24-hour cameras, and you can see there's no, there's nobody there watching over them. There's no observers. They didn't count on the fact that our side, the good guys, were actually recording this 24-hour footage to be used later, as in right now. And we're going to use this, and we have more video coming out. And th- we're never going to stop. We're never going to stop pursuing secure, honest elections. So the guys down at Maricopa County better get used to this steady drumbeat. The pressure is building and we're not stopping. And this does play into the debt ceiling. You want to know how, Steve? Because if we don't fix our elections so that they are fair and honest and transparent, we're going to continue to get these bozos who weren't even elected, some of them, into Congress. And that's why that's why we have these people. They get there and you go, what happened to them? I thought they were with us. They, they never were with us to start with. So we need to get honest elections so we can get America first people, citizen politicians into office who will do the work for their fellow citizens and for this great country. Real quickly, just for the part of the audience that's just coming into the story now has not followed Arizona quickly. What does this video show, and why does it show that uh, the election was stolen from you, ma'am? 
Well, we were, we you know, everyone wondered what happened on election day here in Arizona. People showed up to vote in droves. There are four and five and six hour lines. Uh, they intentionally printed the uh, the ballot to be a smaller image, and then the machines were jamming and not reading that. This video shows that they did a dry run. They prepped those machines in order to fail on election day. They wanted election day to fail. They wanted it to be a disaster so the lines would be four hours long so that the tabulators would spit out the ballots and not read them. A quarter of a million ballots were spit out unreadable on election day. And this was the pre-work they did. This is what you're looking at here to prep those machines for that massive failure on election day where 60% roughly of the polling locations in Republican areas were uh, not working. It, were, it, it was a fraud. I think it, this shows the fraud okay. taking place. I, I, okay, I got that part. Now, how do you, you, you've appealed to the Arizona, let's leave the U.S. Supreme Court because that's another deal. Real quickly, you've appealed to the Arizona Supreme Court. Will this part of, will this video and the actions and deposition of these people Will that be included in your appeal to the Arizona Supreme Court? Yes, we are going to appeal our case, and this is going to be a part of it. And I'm, uh, we haven't filed the paperwork yet. We haven't done that. We are in the process of working on our next step. We have something we're going to move in the U.S. Supreme Court, and we're going to move this through the Arizona courts again. You cannot ignore what the system log files show. They mark every single move that was made on the computers down at Maricopa County uh, elections, and then we have the video to back it up. You see them actually doing it, and we're not stopping. I will not stop. I am uh, like a dog on a bone right now, and I will not stop until we have honest elections. So we're going to move this up into the Arizona Supreme Court if we have to. But we have more videos coming out showing what they were up to at Maricopa County, and they can lie all they want, but we're not going to st uh, stand for this cheating anymore in our elections. Carrie, where do people go to follow this and to support you, ma'am? <clears throat> they can go to carrylake.com. Uh, That's our website. You can also uh, join us on Wednesday. We're having a great event out here Wednesday evening with the great Tom Homan uh, about our borders, talking about how um, we need to secure our borders and what needs to be done on the border. And you can join us for that. Just go to carrylake.com slash events right. and sign up for your free tickets. You got a lot of people showing up for it. It's going to be very exciting. And we're going to talk about uh, what needs to be done at the border tom is brilliant he's the best he's brilliant we're gonna to try to live stream that too we'll get it all up but so people know about this how to get there locally on wednesday carrie lake thank you very much honored to have you on here ma'am keep fighting i'll never stop okay. thank you steve charlie kirk follows us you're gonna get two hours served up hot he's coming after the neocons in this budget posobic's new show premieres on real america's voice at two o'clock you got five hours of nationalist populism 10 now to three. Unreal. For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. 
Just visit JaceMedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, JaceMedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700 thousand Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart, And those you care about, please go to WarRoomHealth.com. That's WarRoomHealth.com. All one word, WarRoomHealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WarRoomHealth, all one word, WarRoomHealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out. 